Aloha, thank you for pressing play. Welcome to the Eating Curve Balls for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Mahoy, and your biggest fan when it comes to hitting those curveballs that life, sports, or parenting can throw you right out of the park. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. So yesterday I was on Instagram and I saw that video clip of the game, the Alabama game, where Patrick Murphy takes Brittany Rogers out of the game. It's like, you know, it's win or go home toward the end of the game. They're down 2-0. Bases are loaded. And she's like this All-American senior. And um, she gets subbed out. And he brings in a freshman to pinch hit. And that freshman ends up working the count to the 2-2. And Brittany Rogers is like right there at the top step of the dugout cheering her teammate on you know and this freshman goes on to clutch up and she hits a grand slam and they end up winning the game right I don't think it was a walk-off but they went up 4-2 ended up winning the game and um I always I don't remember the freshman's name but I always remembered Brittany Rogers because I was so impressed at you know like getting subbed out didn't even seem to face her I mean we didn't the camera wasn't on her the entire time so maybe she did have a moment of like dang it I wanted to hit you know but she immediately went into supporting and encouraging and being one of the loudest cheerleaders I think in the whole dugout for this person for her teammate who just replaced her and I was super impressed with that so it got me thinking about other things that impress coaches right or at least impress me as a coach when you're a player like I had a tremendous level of respect for her after that because so many athletes don't do that they get taken out of the game they're soaking they're throwing their helmet down they're or they're putting back their equipment like they don't care right so instead of placing their helmet down nicely and and so it's out of the way in the dugout or putting their bat back down or into the bat rack or whatever they're kind of just tossing it and you know they're kind of soaking their heads down they've got this attitude going on and sometimes I've even seen players like I mean they're not necessarily saying it out loud but you can tell like they're waiting or hoping that their teammate fails so that it proves like that they should have been in the game instead or something and it's just not helpful to anyone not to the team not to the person who went in and you know, is in the game, and not even to yourself. So I'm always really impressed when a player can maintain that positive outlook and be supportive of their teammates, even if they're not the one that got the call to be in the game. Because there's too much of the soaking and, oh, how come she gets to be in the game and how come I'm not playing and all this grumbling and complaining and... One of the things that I was thinking of recently is like, if you're complaining and you're grumbling, you're not winning, quote unquote winning. It's just the wrong answer. And so I'm also always impressed when when players are wanting to get more playing time and they genuinely come up and ask like, what do I need to do more of? Or what do I need to improve upon? Or how can I, you know, support the team at a higher level? Right. And not just coming to ask, oh, what do I need to do to get in the game because they know it's the right question to ask or because their mom or dad told them that's what they should ask the coach. Because you can tell 
as a coach, you can tell when they're just in it for themselves and they're just selfishly thinking about when am I going to get to play versus really wanting to know, okay, coach, what is it that you need in the lineup, right? What is this person providing that I can get better at? How else besides getting into the game do you think I can help support the team and contribute on game day besides what I'm already doing? Because let me tell you, if you're not in the game, if you're not in the starting lineup, there are so many ways you can be a positive impact and you can make a difference for your team. And you really, it's really helpful to you to find every other way you can possibly contribute and do that. Whether it's helping to set up equipment, whether it's taking some reps, you know, <clears throat> outside the dugout during innings while your team is on defense or something, or even while your team is on offense and taking some extra reps, staying fresh. Not just when in between innings you're jogging or you're, you know, loosening up or doing that sort of thing, but anytime during the game where you can kind of just take a few reps, loosen up, stay in the game. Maybe you can chart. Maybe you can keep score. Maybe you can help straighten up the dugout after, you know, when like your team is done on offense and the the starting lineup has to hurry up, grab their gloves, get back out, help straighten up gear, help bring out gloves when the change is being made and your team's got to go out on defense and people are coming out off the bases, help bring their gloves out, help grab their helmet, help grab their batting gloves, whatever they've got to, you know, leave in the dugout as they go out into defense. They find ways to contribute, refill the water jug, um, whatever it is, right? But find ways to help your team. Pay attention to what the other team is doing. Maybe you can pick up on signals. Maybe you can pick up on pitcher's tendencies. Maybe you can figure out when she's going to throw her devastating changeup. Maybe you can figure out when she's going to throw her rise ball. Tip off your teammates. Find ways to contribute to your team, even if you're not playing. It's not only helpful to your team, it's helpful for you too. You're learning while, you know, you're learning while you're on the bench, while you're not in the game. I can't stand it when people say, oh, you don't learn anything from the bench. That's BS. You absolutely can learn a lot from the bench. I sat the bench for my first entire year in college, cause partially because there was someone else better than me in my position, partially because I tore... um almost all the ligaments on the outside of my ankle. So I was redshirted, did medical redshirt. But I learned a ton during that year when I wasn't playing. So much. There's so much that can be learned. So don't be using that excuse that, well, I never get in the game. I don't have any experience. I can't learn from the bench. Yes, you can. If that's where you're at, find a way. Find a way to learn. Find a way to get better. Of course, you want to get in the game. Of course, you want to play. Perhaps this is not the right team for you. Maybe you need to be on another team where you are going to get at least some playing time. Depends on where you're at in your career. Depends on what your ultimate goals are. Depends on whether you're patient enough to be surrounded by people who are better than you and determined enough to raise your game. Or if you've never gotten an ounce of playing time and you really do need to get in the game to kind of learn a little bit better understand a little bit more uh it just really depends on where you are what your goals are what kind of mentality you you know you can keep in the various situations and how you learn best it's true that not everybody can learn by watching some people have to do 
in order to learn. So knowing yourself, knowing what it is that you want, knowing what your goals are, knowing what kind of environment you would thrive best in, all of that matters. And I think it's okay for you to look for the best environment for you. But do not make excuses, right? Don't be saying like, well, I'm sitting on the bench, so I can't get better. That's not true. I've been there. Lots of people have been there. We know there's still lots you can learn. There's still lots of different, I mean, you can learn different things that starters never even realize are going on sometimes because they're just in a different, you know, they have a different perspective. When you're on the bench, you there's so much more that you have the opportunity to pay attention to and learn about. So take up, you know, those chances to take up those opportunities. Um, other things that can impress coaches, right? Because if everyone has skill, if everyone is working hard, how do you set yourself apart or how do you set yourself apart at tryouts? Being on time helps. Maybe even being early so that you're not scrambling to get your shoes on, to put your glove together, to put your bag away. You are early enough to help with the equipment. You volunteer without even a second thought to help set up stations, to put equipment away after practice, right? The first thing you do after practice is not go sit down, take care of your own personal stuff while other people are taking care of team equipment. You're actually involved with doing anything you can to help the team all the time. From before practice starts to after practice ends, from before the game starts to after the game ends, right? You're someone who is an encouragement to your teammates, You're someone who elevates the level of play of everyone around you rather than being a black hole that just sucks everybody down because you're in a bad mood or you're not getting what you want or you didn't get a hit or whatever the case may be. There are some players, even though they're not the best skill-wise, they don't have the most talent, they're not the fastest, they're not the strongest, they don't hit the hardest, they don't have the best arm, But their presence on the team and their presence on the field lifts everyone up. That's huge. That's something that's very difficult to teach, right? You can work on your accuracy. You can work on your mechanics. You can work on getting stronger. You can work on a lot of other things. It's hard for a coach to teach that, elevating the game of everyone around you. Because that has to do with your mindset. That has to do with your attitude. That has to do with the thoughts that you're choosing, the perspective that you're choosing to have. And it is such a powerful thing to be able to do and such a luxury to have on your team when you're a coach. So if that's something that you can do, it's it's just such a major impact, such a huge plus to have on your team. And then there are other players who do the opposite, which literally some coaches will look at that and consider, okay, well, how much contribution does she actually make and how much of it is being taken away because she sucks everyone else down when things aren't going well? Like, is it even a net gain, right? These are things that coaches take into consideration. Um, I love a super challenging conditioning period, even before season starts, like strength and conditioning or um, just, you know, some kind of either two-week period, four-week period, whatever it is, without even handling the ball, like just conditioning. When it's run correctly, you can tell, or at least many of us can tell, 
just from conditioning without even seeing you handle a ball, which players are going to make a positive impact on the team throughout the whole season and which ones are probably going to flake out or be a little bit of a distraction when things get tough. Just from conditioning, you can tell these things. You can almost pick your team based on that alone. Almost. Because the softball skill does matter, right? The knowledge does matter. Softball knowledge does matter too when everyone has skill and everyone has knowledge. So anyway, but it's revealing. A a well-run strength and conditioning program is revealing of are you the type of person that when things get hard are still able to maintain a positive outlook, still encouraging to your teammates, still pushing yourself, still trying to do your best, right? How are you going to act when things get hard? How are you going to act when you're tired and what you're going through is difficult and you're not exactly sure how to do it? Are you going to try or are you going to give up? Are you going to put forth your best effort or are you going to kind of go through your motions, go through the motions because you're uncomfortable? We're looking at these things. How do you respond when you're uncomfortable? How do you respond when you're tired? How do you respond when you're getting pushed? How do you respond when things are getting difficult? When everyone else around you starts grumbling about, oh my goodness, my legs or this or that. What do you do? How do you impact the team? Right? These are all important things and they're very, very revealing because during the course of a season, things are going to get hard. You're going to get tired. Right? It's the same you know, the season, especially in college, it gets really long. You've got lots of training. You've got lots of practices. You've got a preseason. You've got a regular season, hopefully a postseason. And it's months upon months upon months of showing up every single day, being on time, no matter what's going on. You're present. You're connected to what you're doing. You're encouraging to your teammates. You're a positive impact. You're a positive influence. You're giving your best effort. It's not easy to do day in and day out. And if you can't do it for a couple of weeks of conditioning or you can't do it for a month of conditioning, three or four times a week or maybe even five days a week, whatever it may be, we are wondering if you're going to be able to last the whole season and still be that positive contributing person to the team by the time it ends. Because it's not easy to go out there day in and day out and do that. Right. It's very easy after a while to just be like, this is boring. I'm getting, you know, this is when is this going to (laughs) end? This is not this is not the fun part. Sometimes the way coaches run practices, it's repetitive because they want you to hone your skills. You maybe, you know, they don't run it in the way that's the most fun for you. Some coaches are really good at it. Others are more like we need to do these drills. We need to make sure we're consistent, you know, so it's not always going to be run exactly the way you want it to be. So anyway, conditioning is is one that I love to use not only to help get athletes in shape so that they can take high quality, a higher number of high quality reps in practice so that they can outlast their opponents, but because it's also a good insight into the type of person you are, type of athlete you're going to be. And um, let's see what else is interesting, how you respond to mistakes. When you go, even when you go to showcases or exposure tournaments or camps and what have you, don't be afraid to make mistakes because the coaches are often curious as to how you're going to respond to that. 
if you make a mistake, you have a tremendous opportunity to really show what you're made of, right? Do you bounce back? Do you let it bring you down? Do you just keep going like it didn't even phase you? Or does it become a big deal, right? So don't... I mean, you can use that to your advantage is what I'm trying to say. So how you respond to mistakes, uh, that's a big one. And how you respond when your teammates make mistakes, right? When you're on fire and you're making every play and everyone else isn't. Like literally that. <coughs> Ooh, sorry, excuse me. Um, but that actually happens sometimes, right? And pitchers are very familiar with this. Some pitchers are where they're doing their thing and they're getting their job done. But then their defense around them isn't making plays. But pitchers aren't the only one that that happens to. That also happens to players in other positions. Sometimes you're making all your plays. The teammates around you aren't quite coming through. How are you going to respond to that? Right. So that's something that coaches often pick up on. And then, of course, this kind of goes without saying, but it's still worth saying. Hustle. Are you hustling everywhere or are you walking to and from stations in practice? Are you walking on and off the field between innings are you walking on and off the field to water breaks these kinds of things like they're small but they make a difference if you choose to hustle everywhere hustle between stations hustle between drills hustle on and off the field whether it's between innings before and after practice for water breaks whatever it is not only does that stand out but you're giving yourself an opportunity to play at a faster pace like to just keep moving get your blood pumping you're raising your level of fitness and you're getting yourself used to being on being you know paying attention being at the top being at top not necessarily like top speed but being at that game ready pace so in the game you're not fading out toward the end of the game in the later innings you're used to being at game speed because you push yourself in practice so even if your coach also does not do a lot of conditioning if you're hustling everywhere you kind of do it for yourself right you kind of give yourself that opportunity to stay you know maintain at least your level of fitness rather than not taking up those opportunities to do that also something that coaches often pick up on there are some players that will hustle to the front of the line, run there when it's a hitting drill or some drill that they enjoy, right? Or something fun. But then the rest of the time, they're slower to get there. They hang out in the back. They're not so enthusiastic about doing the next drill. And then there are some players who will, you know, they're they're down to be at the front of the line to get there first, no matter what. Whether it's a drill they like or not, whether it's something fun or something hard or something boring, they're just ready to go. That stands out as well. So I just wanted to share some of these ideas with you because if you're always finding ways to improve yourself, to hustle, to find a way to contribute, right? To constantly look for solutions and be involved and be actively engaged and be present in what's going on. That's not just going to help you as an athlete. That's not just going to help you make a team or earn playing time or maybe 
gain the attention or capture the attention of college coaches or scouts. But that's just going to help you become a better player and a better human being and a better teammate. And this habit of looking for ways to contribute, this habit of looking for ways to stay at your breast and hustle even if other people are walking or looking for ways to contribute and help out even if you don't have to. That habit of doing those kinds of things is something that translates into the workplace. It's something that translates into relationships. It's something that translates into life. So it's just a good habit to build and sports gives you an excellent opportunity to practice that day in and day out. So just some things to consider. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you're having a fabulous week. If you are enjoying the podcast, I'd love for you to leave a rating on iTunes. Also hit the subscribe button. And when you do that, shoot me a message. Shoot me an email, stacymahoy.com. Click on the contact Stacy button. And let me know that you you are the newest subscriber to the Eating Curveballs for Breakfast podcast. All right. Thank you so much for listening. So glad to have you here. And I will see you tomorrow.